SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Monday, February 13th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. Uh, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, hold on for a second. Field of dreams turns to field of nightmares. Heart wins out over brains. Derek is driving the car in Vegas for sure. Reed returns. Even more importantly, shots on goal returns tonight. Chiefs return as favorites. Will Rogers return to Green Bay? How's the NHL system doing in... Uh, more bad news for fellow Dolphin fans. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks are all coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. What's going on, LLs? Listeners, how are you on this uh, Monday, the day after the Super Bowl? How about that, February 13th? What a Super Bowl it was. You know, we were working it last night, me, uh, Joe Ranieri, and George Kurtz, so I have to still go back and actually watch it with sound. I watched it last night while hosting a show, which is tough to do, but, uh, you know, I, I got the gist of it, obviously. Boy, you can't, you know, I'll start off with the, with the, the prototypical, typical, you know, you, you can't make that call. You just can't make that call. I don't care what the dude says afterwards, Bradbury. Give him a lot of credit, I suppose, for, for manning up and saying, yeah, I grabbed the guy's jersey, but so what? And then, you know, as we've said all the time, it's not on whether the actual play was a penalty or not. Letter of the law, you grab the guy, yes, it's a penalty. It's why do you call the penalties when you call them? That's the essence. Because as we all know, you could call holding on every single play. You could call pass, uh, you know, interference, defensive pass interference on every single play. Guys' helmets line up over the line of scrimmage every single play. Guys going in motion. They're always going towards the line of scrimmage, not away from it as they're supposed to. Every single play, but it's not called. So the bailout of, oh, yep, that, that's a penalty. Yep, he did grab him. And, and again, give Bradbury, uh, the Eagle defensive back, credit. He, he said he grabbed him. Th that's not the point. It really isn't. It's why do you call it in that spot? You didn't really hurt the defensive back from going down the field. What, what a, a fraction. I mean, a fraction of a second. You can't call that in that spot. You just can't. You can't, you can't dictate the game. Now, I don't know if these linesmen, and, uh, and he's the one that called the penalty, are smart enough to know if I call this penalty, let's see, now it's third and long, and if I don't call a penalty here, they're going to have to kick a field goal, and Philadelphia's going to get the ball back with a minute and a half or so left, and they're going to have a chance to tie the game. If I do call a penalty, it's going to give Kansas City a first down. They're going to be able to run out the clock because Philadelphia only has two timeouts. And if I do my math real quickly, they're not going to have any real time to have the football again. So do I call the penalty or not? I don't know. You know, as a world-class fifth, sixth grade girls basketball referee, I do think of things like that. 
I did. I you know. Did I purposely foul out a couple of girls or get them in foul trouble just because they were snots? Yeah. Or their parents were snots in the stand? Yeah. I thought of things like that. But again, I, I'm a world class, you know, fifth, sixth grade girl referee coach, uh, referee and coach. So, but I don't expect these officials to know that. I really don't. Uh, does, does that official know Philadelphia only has two timeouts, not three? Uh, is he is he looking at the scoreboard? And in calculating everything I just mentioned, I don't know. All I do know is he shouldn't have made the call. That that's the bottom. You can't make that call. You just can't make. You can't dictate the game like that. Again, why are you calling that? You, you know, you want to give me a dollar for every time I go look through that film and see a defensive back grabbing a guy's jersey with no penalty being called. That's what these guys on TV have to be smart enough. It's not. You know, in the bird brains that did the game, it's not, you know, whether it was the penalty. You know, when you have Mike Pierre come up, you say, Mike, why would you call that in that spot then? I'm not going to debate whether he grabbed this guy's jersey. He did. But why would you call it then and not the 20,000 other times? That's the question. And the NFL really, to me, doesn't have an answer. You know, unless the official just wanted to really have that big a say. You know, I'd like to hear from that official. I really would, Carl Sheffers. I want to know... Did that officiating crew, did that official in particular know the sequence and know the circumstance and know what, in fact, would be caused by him causing that penalty? And if he says yes, and he still called the penalty, then I, then I have some issues. If he says, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking about, you know, guy, you know, the game and game management and this and that, I'm just I'm looking at the play and, you know, I don't even know what down it is, for goodness sakes. Then I'd have more respect for it, to tell you the truth. I got to tell you, you know, the NFL can't be thankful about very many things. But there is one in particular. As bad as people are yelling and screaming about this, man, it could have been 20 times worse if the score was reversed. I'll explain when we come back. Ops Pick Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM 159. Taking phone calls, 844-843-6879. We'll grab a whole bunch uh, later on tonight uh, as well, but uh, we'll make the squeeze in a couple here. Uh, in, in the meantime, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet at Opposite Picks. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. So, yeah, as, as bad as uh, the NFL. Listen, the NFL, this was not a good year for the NFL. It really wasn't. And, and we don't say that very often. Just as an overview, you know, you didn't get the Buffalo Bills. You got the horrific situation in Buffalo with Hamlin and, and Cincinnati. Uh, you got a, a playoff scenario that didn't play out, but still, you know, maybe, maybe Cincinnati gets screwed. Uh, you get, uh, you know, the, the Tom Brady situation at the beginning of the year. He's retiring. He unretires. He steps away from the game. He doesn't go to practices, doesn't go to preseason games. You got the Aaron Rodgers mess up in Green Bay. You got the NFC uh, basically stinking out the joint, the entire, you know, league. Uh, you, you, yeah, and, and then now you got the, you know, the controversy with, with the Cincinnati Buffalo from two weeks ago. You know, all this stuff about the NFL being rigged. And then on top of all that, you got some guy on Twitter last week that sends out that, uh, and thank you, Arian Foster, former NFL running back, telling the world that the NFL is scripted, right? 
not tongue-in-cheek. If you saw the interview he did for that podcast, I mean, he's as dead-faced, absolutely talking serious as you could ever be, right? So now here come all the conspiracy, the, you know, the NFL is rigged, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then some guy says, all right, I'm going to send out a final score of the Super Bowl. Why not? Well, you know, get myself a free bunch of hits, get a bunch of free followers. Right. So what does he send out last week? Super Bowl decided by how many points? Three. How many points was the Super Bowl decided by in reality? Three. How many points did the winning team get according to the uh, script? Thirty seven. How many did they really get? 38. How many did the losing team get in the script? 34. How many did they really get? 35. (laughs) The only difference, and thank the NFL's got to be on their hands and knees thanking the mighty Lord that the script, for whatever reason, had Philadelphia winning 37-34. Not Kansas City. Had Kansas, had the script, I'll leave it at that versus saying that Philadelphia won. If the script would have said Kansas City winning 37-34, do you, can you imagine the people today after having the game end the way it did with the crazy call and end up being one point off 38-35 instead of 37-34? Oh, my goodness. You could not, you know, we try and come up with ways, to, you know, the NFL is the Teflon Don, right? It's been able to survive everything. Deflategate, cheating at Super Bowls. Thank you, Bill Belichick. Uh, accusations of games being rigged. Super Bowl three. Thank you, Bubba Smith. Rest in peace, my hero for conspiracy guys. Uh, you know, concussions and all the other stuff that, the, you know, we, we've been CTE, CTC, CTB, DQ, R and F. I mean, it's been able to really survive everything. Games over overseas, the whole kit and caboodle, right? You have a guy that throws out, you know, the script of the Super Bowl is 37-34, Kansas City winning. And you got Arian Foster that week saying, oh, yeah, we got scripts the whole time. And the game ends three points, 38-35, with Kansas City winning. Whoa. Listen, are you? Would you have lost like main, you know, uh, you know NFL fans? No, you're always going to get obviously your core NFL fans, right? But you won't be getting 50, 60 million people watching the Super Bowl. Like when everything is said and done, I, I don't doubt those will be the numbers. They might even be out already, but I guess they'll be out by some time. You know, the estimates will be out, and, and they'll estimate 60 million people. You won't get 60 million people. You'll get a lot of people that will just be so turned off. I know a lot of people just, you know, the podcast crew that are already turned off because they, they think not necessarily the game is rigged, but the, the officials are so bad. You know, the, the people get frustrated. The casual fan will get frustrated. And that's where the NFL makes their gazillion dollars. They don't make it off the hardcore fan. They make it off the casual fan. You're not going to get 60 million casual football fans watching if, uh, you know, most of America thinks the NFL is not on the up and up. And I got to tell you, had that thing flipped, if that would have been Philadelphia winning, according to the script, and then actually winning, like that's, wow, that I can only imagine. I really, I can only imagine how bad it would have been. Wow. Dolphin fans, uh, we have no reason to celebrate. Uh, why not? Leave the Dolphins out of this. Well, one time we don't have to worry about the Dolphins, right? That uh, wrong. Why? Because our new defensive coordinator had been helping the Philadelphia Eagles prepare for the Super Bowl. 
Last time I checked, the Eagles were giving up another touchdown in the second half and another touchdown in the second half and another touchdown in the second half. Way to go, Vic Pangio. Wait, wait, wait to help out that Philadelphia Eagles defense. How many points would they have given up if they didn't have the great Vic Fangio helping them out? This is going to be our defensive coordinator, Dolphin fans. This guy, this guy who allows not one but two wide receivers at the five-yard line, no less. Wide open, wide open for touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You couldn't get those wide receivers more wide open. And it was a stupid little pass, five-yard pass. That's the guy that's going to be running our defense next year? No thanks. Go back to Denver. Go back to where you came from. Uh, Eagle fans, you can yell and scream. You can. And I am a big believer in you know what happens for the first three and a half quarters. It's a close game. You're going to get your ups. You're going to get your downs. And in close games, things that matter is what happens in the final five minutes. So I do buy into that. So if you want to yell and scream about that call, you can. But just know... Your defense was nowhere to be found. And what have I been telling you this whole time? When you have a schedule as easy as the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm not saying just them. I'm just saying the NFC was was atrocious. The NFC East was a joke. The fact that they got three playoff teams tells you how bad the NFC conference was, that the East got three teams. The numbers were skewed. You know, I, I I won't mention any names, but the you know the so-called experts, you know, that are breaking down. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles front with their seventy-five thousand sacks are going to go up against that Kansas City line, and the X's and the O's say Philadelphia. You know, that's Eagles secondary, uh, which has two or three all pros. You know, they allowed two touchdown passes all year. Whatever you know, going up against Kansas City. No, you, 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 I was telling people, you got to throw all that stuff out. Throw it all out the window. They're playing Topeka High every week. Of course, they're going to have 70,000 sacks. Of course, they're not going to give up any points. Of course, they're going to run the ball down people's throats. When you play a bunch of nobodies, you're going to be able to do that. When you face real teams, you're, you're going to get exposed. And these so-called experts, God, I hate them. I really do. Uh, they don't know anything more than you and I. So, you know, where, where are those so-called experts now? Where, where's that great defensive line? You had a guy on one leg and you got no sacks. At least Cincinnati got three sacks two weeks ago. That great Philadelphia 70-sack defensive line, zero sacks on a quarterback on one leg. Did they blitz one time once? You, you let Mahomes do exactly what everybody else does. You don't blitz him because you think he can scramble around, and then you're in trouble, and uh, you just let him do target practice. And that's basically what he did. Uh, and I will say this. You know, he's limping off the field at the end of the first half. The guy's in tears, right? The guy is basically in tears because he's in so much pain and he's so aggravated that he can't move. And then second half, he's flying around like he's, you know, uh, nobody's business, I'll just say. I mean, no limping, no, no anything. You never, I don't know what he did, what he took, uh, or whatever happened in the, uh, in the halftime, but you didn't see any of that with Mahomes in the second half. Very interesting. Did they do steroid testing at halftime? I don't know.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back. It is Ops Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio Sirius XM 159. You know, one of the most underappreciated, rated, uh, talked about, situations in this game came before the game. That may have been the key moment of the game, believe it or not. Welcome back. It is Ops Picks. Phone calls here in a second. 844-843-6879. What's that, Scott? Well, how can uh, something before the game uh, determine who wins the game? I'm not a big believer in this when I got a great offense, but when Andy Reid, got to give him credit, and you know I'm not a big fan of his, but when they decided to defer, you know, them getting the ball in the second half put the game into not really a two-score game, as crazy as that sounds. It's 24-14 at halftime, right? Down two scores to me, Scott. Yeah, you are down two scores, but you get the ball to start the second half because he deferred. So because of that, if Kansas City would have scored, as I was saying last night during our show, I said if KC scores even a field goal, it's only a one-score game, which means you only have to stop this great Philadelphia offense. And I and I say that because they were going up and down the field the first half. I said you only really have to stop them one time. That's it, just one time. If you can stop them one time, then as long as Kansas City scores, they're going to win the game. And that's exactly what happened. Philadelphia punted one time in the second half. Now, they kicked a couple field goals, but they only punted one time. But it was that one punt that allowed Kansas City to reclaim the lead or take the lead. They never really had the lead in the first half. But take the lead, you know, when everything was said and done because they got the ball first in the second half. Now, um, would the score have been the same if they would have deferred or if they would have gotten the ball first? I Maybe, probably. Uh, I don't like the firm because there's no way you could have any more possessions than the opposition uh, outside of turnovers. But um, you know, but because of that, them being down, like if them if they're down two scores and Philadelphia gets the ball to start the second half, now 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 Philadelphia scores, now you're down three scores, and then now you're really in a whole lot of trouble. So little underrated thing, him deferring second half, uh, and that obviously came into play with them being able to. It's just one, one stop. That's all it was, one stop. And then Jalen Hurts, listen. Um, good news, bad news. Good news is, listen, he, he, it's hard to say this about an NFL team, but you know, he had his moment in the sun. Anyone that did not believe in Jalen Hurts, then you know what you were told yesterday, this guy is, he's going to be terrific, right? I mean, he, you know, as long as he stays healthy and I say that because he's a scrambling, uh, you know, quarterback and they're going to get him killed one of these days. But the, the guy is a terrific passer, terrific runner. He, he clearly is. If anybody had any doubts about that for sure, but that said, as I always say, these scrambling quarterbacks, when push comes to shove, second half, I need a touchdown drive. He couldn't put it together. You know, got him down to the red zone, kicked a couple field goals. You can't do that against Kansas City. You know, you got to make sure you keep on, uh, you know, putting the pedal to the metal. You need touchdowns. You can't afford that field goal. You can't afford those turnovers that they had, and which he created one of them. So you got the best and the worst, but overall the picture obviously is very bright if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And I don't expect the NFC to be very much better next year. If anything, it's worse. Got no Tom Brady. Chances are you're going to have no Aaron Rodgers. Who, who's going to be any good? Giants stink. Washington stinks. Minnesota still has Kirk Cousins. They stink. Bears blow. 
Uh, I mean, are the Rams going to bounce back? Maybe. Still Matthew Stafford. San Francisco's got to get themselves a quarterback if they go into next season with Trey Lance. I, I mean, it's it's Dallas and Philadelphia again next year. So you should be going to the Super Bowl a couple of times. But, of course, Dolphins fans said the same thing about Dan Marino after year number two when he went to the Super Bowl and never returned. Mark in Cincinnati. Mark, welcome to uh, Ops of Picks. What's going on, bud? Oh, not a lot. Um, what a good weekend for shots on goal. I know we're talking Super Bowl. Yes. But um, That's all right. I'll tell you what, uh, I, lo- I loaded up on, um, on Hyman and um, his uh, other uh, partner. Oh, uh, Dryside Oller or uh, David? McDavid, McDavid, yeah. McDavid. Yeah, both of them had seven shots on goal, man. They they loaded up. So yeah, and then uh, I I had a great uh, in game with Michigan State beating uh, the Buckeyes. Of course, the Buckeyes suck at home with basketball, so that worked out well. Super Bowl, I kind of took a bit in the butt, but you know the best thing that happened to me this weekend, Scott, was I brought my daughter and my grandson home. So from the there you hospital, go. he's uh, he was born Friday at uh, seven point two uh, pounds, twenty inches. Um, both are healthy, and uh, we had a great weekend all around. But uh, hey, I want to get your take on tonight on a couple things on the shots on goal. I was looking at the uh, DeBrink and uh, Kachuk uh, with Ottawa. Um, so I, I find it interesting because Kachuk has over two hundred and twelve shots on goal so far this year. And he's up. He's plus. Um, he's plus money tonight for three and a half goals. Yeah, for over three and a half. Yeah, you know why, uh, Moose? Because Calgary gives up the second fewest shots on goal in the league. Carolina one, Calgary okay. two, Seattle three. So I, I'm not going to play right, any. Of those. I, I was thinking about him. I saw Debrinket too because he's usually really good. But I try and stay away from those top four or five teams: Carolina, Calgary, Seattle, New Jersey, Toronto. Believe it or not. Never expected that from Toronto. So, yeah, I'm going to stay away from the Ottawa guys tonight. What about uh, Detroit Larkin? Um, Detroit, who's Detroit playing tonight? Um, I don't have him listed here for some. Vancouver. Okay, yeah, I can play that game because although those two are kind of like in the middle, so you can play them. So I don't have any issue with them. But I do play Larkin all the time. He's the only one on Detroit. He's the only one that averages three. Do they have him at three and a half or two and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, I tell you, we've had a lot of success last week with the two and a half guys, uh, Moose. I, I, you know, four is a lot. It's just nope. I, I try and avoid them if possible. Um, I got a couple okay. tonight, I, I will say, but uh, I'm going to stay away from okay, that I'll, one. I'll be listening for your picks for tonight because shots on goal have been very profitable for me, and I want to uh, credit you for that, so thank you. It's it's given me a whole new outlook on uh, how to look at hockey now. I'm uh, watching hockey, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, hey, All right, good job, Boosie. And uh, – all right. Go ahead. So, how about that mess on the Super Bowl field yesterday? But uh, I'll let you go and uh, take care. Have a great day, Scotty. All right, man. You got it, Moose. Uh, yeah, I'll get to the shots on goal. Yeah, that, that, and that's the other thing I should have brought up. What a disgrace. You know, in corner of my eye, I wasn't noticing it, but uh, we brought it up a few times. And the way people have talked about it, I mean, that that's an embarrassment for the NFL to have that kind of field for the Super Bowl. You know, the guys having to change shoes and everything. I mean,. 
As I said, anyway, bad day. Bad day for the NFL yesterday. They're going to get their ratings and everything, but, boy, that, that's just, you can't have a field which people can't stand on, for goodness sakes. I mean, that that's just. Uh, Alex in Tennessee. Alex, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks. Hey, Scott, long-time suffering Philadelphia fan. Got two things to say about the game, and I texted it out. 14-7 to seven in the second quarter. Philly's got it first and a foot. I mean, third and a foot. Yep. They get a motion call. Back it up. Other team scores. Score very well could have been 28-7 at half. Game may be over. Second thing is, the other one yep. that cost them the game was Brianna. Brianna, is that her name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? So, Rihanna. Okay. Rihanna. No. All right, that's Rihanna, okay. Brianna, whatever. 12-minute half times in the NFL till yesterday when you get 40 minutes. Give Andy Reid yeah. 40 minutes to make the adjustments. That's the difference in that game. The better coach beat yeah. him. But make I the adjustments, the Alex, and 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 do whatever they did to out uh, to Pat Mahomes' leg and have it kick in. You know, um, you know whatever yeah, they did, well, they right. they done, they did something. You know, this guy couldn't walk off the field at halftime, and all of a sudden, second half, he's running down like a gazelle. So. Uh, the, the, that extra yeah. time, I'm sure, benefited him at halftime. Yeah, legal dope is a very good thing. But I, I did yeah. attend the 1960 championship game at Franklin Field. That's the last great nice. Philly win there was, probably, when they beat Green Bay. But they, thank you for that. Right. Those are the two things I saw in the game that changed that from a Philly win to a Kansas City win. Yeah, a good call, Alex. Appreciate it, but uh, stay in, uh, stay in touch. Appreciate new listeners and new phone callers. Yeah, that that's that's the one you circle, right? When when you look back on it all, listen, the game's a long time. Uh, I get all that, and Kansas City rallied from ten down, you know, you know, to win the Super Bowl against San Fran a couple of years ago. So you know, anything can happen, but. Boy, that Philly offense was on high alert. I mean, they, they were just kicking butt in that first half, and they got the football there, and they, they cause that penalty, and they drop it back, and then Hurts drops the football, you know, kicks it, you know, Kansas City picks it up, and all of a sudden, instead of, you know, twenty-one-seven Philadelphia, <clears throat> you know, it's fourteen-fourteen. So, and I thought Philadelphia got very lucky that that other one. I thought that was the fumble, too. You know, that's the other thing about Philadelphia fans. You know, they can't yell and scream about the officials because it seemed like every break before that one did go their way. That guy had the ball. He caught the ball. He turned. You know, whether he took a step or not, who cares? He made a football move by catching the ball and then turning to go upfield, and it was knocked out of his hands, and that, that should have been a Kansas City touchdown. They got a break on that, and that's obviously a huge break. And then I didn't think the Goddard reception was a reception. I mean, his hand came off the ball. Um, I don't know how they didn't rule that, like, uh, you know, not in control. So things didn't go their way. They had opportunities to really just, you know, in Kansas City, all the mistakes they made, jumping off sides, giving Philadelphia early first downs. It was there for the Eagles. It really was. All right, more phone calls, opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, yeah. 
Yes, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out the pad of pencils, get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Ah, nice little 5-2 and two on Friday. So we're now 109 up, 112 down, minus 820 bucks if you're a $100 player and you've been with us since January 1st. 7-pack All-NBA tonight. Got to start in Indiana where the Pacers are getting a point versus Utah. Boy, as Pacers still don't get any love from the boys in Vegas. I don't understand it. They're 17 and 13 at home. Not bad. Awful jazz. Just 10 and 18 on the road. Yet Indiana's getting a point. It makes any sense. Love Indiana here. Uh, give me Utah minus the one. Pick number two, Atlanta laying five and a half at Charlotte. You know, Michael Jordan, great player. Maybe the greatest of all time. Lousy owner. Maybe the worst of all time. His Hornets stink. 15 and 43. They're battling Houston and Detroit for the worst record in the league. Hawks are decent enough on the road, 14 and 17. If they can't beat Charlotte, then they should be kicked out of the league. Love Atlanta here laying only five and a half. Uh, give me a Charlotte plus the five and a half. Pick number two, Philadelphia laying 12 and a half versus Houston. You know, the Rockets stink. Uh, they actually did cover their last game at Miami, but we'll get to the heat issues here in a second. Houston, 10 and 18 against the spread away from Texas. Third worst road record in the league against the spread. Philadelphia, meanwhile, has the third best home against the spread record at 18, 10 and 1. It's a no-brainer, folks. Love Philadelphia here. Eh, give me Houston plus the 12 and a half. Pick number four, Cleveland laying 14 and a half versus San Antonio. Automatic play. I don't care who, where, when, or why the Spurs are on the schedule. I'm playing against them. They're only 23 and 34 against the spread overall. Third worst record in the league, including 9 and 18 on the road. Second worst in the NBA. Cavs, meanwhile, have the best home against the spread record in the league at 29 and 1. I got the best basically versus the worst. Love Cleveland here. Uh, give me San Antonio plus the 14 and a half. Pick number five, Miami laying one versus Denver. Yeah, Heat had the worst home against the spread record in the league, folks. Yep, worse than Houston, worse than Detroit, worse than San Antonio. The worst. 8-18-1. But because of that, the boys in Vegas are now adjusting their lines. And they're making games like this one almost pick them against a Nuggets team that's only 13-14 on the road. Earlier in the year, Denver would have been a you know five or six point dog. Now you're asking them to win the game. I don't think Miami's falling that far down. Love Miami here. Uh, give me Denver plus the one. Pick number six, Knicks laying three versus Brooklyn. Nets hanging tough so far without any real NBA players on the roster, but that's going to come to an end soon enough. And I think it starts tonight against the rival Knicks, who are 3-1 and one their last four games, and they lost to Brooklyn three weeks ago. Revenge on the mind for the Knickerbockers. Uh, give me Brooklyn plus the three. Pick number seven, Oklahoma City laying two versus New Orleans. Thunder remain the best value, best bet in the NBA. They are, by far, number one against the spread record in the league. 34-20-1. Uh, 34-20-1. Yep. 
Better than Boston, better than Denver, better than Milwaukee, you name it. OKC is number one. They're basically pick them now at home against a lousy New Orleans team who's just 9 and 18 on the road. OKC straight up. You're going to have to win the game, Scott. 16 and 11. They're actually turning into a pretty good club. Love OKC here. Eh, give me New Orleans plus the two. Opposite pick, seven-pack All-NBA. Utah laying one at Indiana. Charlotte getting five-and-a-half at home against Atlanta. Houston plus 12-and-a-half at Philadelphia. San Antonio plus 14-and-a-half at Cleveland. Denver plus one at Miami. Brooklyn plus three at the Knicks. And uh, give me New Orleans plus the two against Oklahoma City. Opposite picks for a Monday, February 13th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. And we'll post those on the front page of the website once we're done with uh, today's show. All right. 844-843-6879. We'll get to the phones here in a second. Let me throw out our uh, shots on goal. Uh, Friday, we went 5-3. and three. After going 8-1 and one on Thursday or on fire this week or at least last week, 250 and 183. $100 player is up 5,700 bucks. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So, uh, light schedule tonight, but we got some decent bad teams, if you will, in action. So, we're going to find some winners for you. Uh, we got a bunch of Calgary guys that we could play. I, I don't like playing more than two. And even that, I really like playing just one. But I'm going to go with two for Calgary because they're taking on a, an awful Ottawa Senators team. So we'll go with uh, Nazim Kadre, two and a half. A little juice, minus 165, but uh, it is what it is. And then we'll go with uh, Mikhail Backlund, two and a half. We played those the last couple of times. They've been winners for us. So uh, right back on it. Kadre and Backlund for Calgary. Nashville. Uh, big boys are too expensive. Three and a half. I, I don't want three and a halves. So I want two and a halves. So we're going to go with uh, Nino Niedermeyer. Uh, Niedermeyer. Uh, good old NN, uh, Nino. A uh, two and a half for Nashville. Love that name. Nino Niederreiter. Uh Buffalo. You know, um, I'm going to break uh, our, uh, our rule here, and we're going to go with a three and a half with Buffalo just because it's Tage Thompson. And he's taking on an L.A. Kings team that, uh, you know, is halfway decent, stay away from. But I'm going to do it just because Thompson has had one shot on goal in the last two games. This guy doesn't have three bad games, unless there's something wrong. <clears throat> he is, they are giving us three and a half plus odds as well. So Kings give up the one, two, three, four, five, sixth fewest shots on goal. But it's been a couple of days. This is the main guy. He's had two bad games, Thompson, so I'm going to say he's not going to have three. So we'll go over three and a half, Tage Thompson. Uh, L.A. Kings, uh, we're going to go with uh, over two and a half, Victor Arvidsson. Um, we got a couple of others we could play at three and a half with, with uh, Fiala and Kempe in that same Buffalo game. And Buffalo does give up a ton of shots. Uh, they're in the top ten as far as uh, most allowed. So, you know what, we'll go with Fiala three and a half. We will pass on Kempe. But uh, we'll take uh, Fiala and uh, Arvidsson for uh, L.A. So what do we got? We got Cadre, two and a half. Backlund, two and a half for Calgary. We got uh, Niederreiter, two and a half for Nashville. We got Thompson, three and a half for Buffalo. And we got Fiala and uh, Arvidsson, two and a half and three and a half for the L.A. Kings. So six guys. Not too bad. And uh, you check in with uh, In Play Sports tonight. I might add a, a player or two, as we always like to do, just to have a little bit more fun. But those are the uh, the core guys uh, for tonight. Uh, back to the phones we go. Dom and East Rochester. Dom, welcome to uh, Ops Picks. Hello, Dom. Hello, Dom. 
Oh, there you go. Hello. Hello. Yep. Got it? We got you. Yep, got you. All right. Well, I got a word on the game, but I suppose it's a gambling show, and I told you last night uh, them not scoring that touchdown cost me a $2,000 square, so I'm better. But let me tell you something, Scotty. The right move was to score the touchdown. Maybe not with two minutes left. Maybe it was okay for the guy, you know, to sit down on the one-yard line. But when it got down to 30 seconds, at least try to run the ball in, you know, because kicking on that field, the kicker had already slipped once on a kickoff. Did he or did he not? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he missed the field goal he, already. He missed the field goal. The field the, – the, this is not the first time with a field like this, Scotty. A couple times they've resodded the field. What the hell are they doing? Yeah. They're Scotty, painting the field, apparently. The, yeah, they painted the field that day, they yeah. were saying. I, I mean, what, uh, how, why are you painting the field that day? I mean, how stupid is that? You know, for $40 million, for forty million, he should be there 24-7. For making forty million dollars a year, say, hey, wait a minute, what the hell are you doing? But yeah. anyway, Scotty, uh, 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 I do have to say this: I've been doing a lot of delivering down here in Carolina, and uh, right. my, my my knees my knees are killing me to tell you the truth. But the reason I mention it is, you know how I can possibly get a hold of some, uh, whatever the hell that kid took at halftime. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you sell that, you'll make some money. Oh, my God. You know, and I hear Kansas City and over. I mean, I came out all right yesterday, but nothing like two grand. You know, the, the, the right. two grand uh, really hurt. And the last thing, Scotty, you've already mentioned it. You know, the call was marginal. You know, I get it. You know, one thing we don't know is uh, maybe the guy was holding the guy, you know, all night and the, and the ref finally, you know gave up on it. Right. But, you know, the first three quarters, the first three quarters, uh, Philadelphia got the best of it. I mean, holy Moses. I'm not saying they weren't, yeah. you know, good calls, but they certainly, you know, Kansas City committed the fouls. Now, I texted you, this, uh, emailed you this morning, I don't know if you saw it or not, the, the kid that held on that play said that he held. Yeah, so, he did. Bradbury. You know, he said he did. all That was uh, Honorable, I suppose, for him to, to, to come out and say that. You know um, what? He might be a good enough kid, which would be rare in the National Football League, that he said, you know, I'll just <laughs> defuse this thing. You know, what's the sense of having this thing, uh, you know, drag on for the next couple of months? But he did say he was kind of, you know, he it wasn't the first time he had done it. So they were they were letting the, they were letting them play. They they were letting them play mostly. Yeah. Yeah, see that that's so, that's the problem. Anyway. Good call, Doc. Okay, then we got to run here. I got a few more guys on on hold. That's the problem with it. You know, when you let something occur, you know, and then all of a sudden you want to call it in, in the final two minutes of the game. You know, you, you can't basically tell a defensive back, okay, you could do this for fifty eight minutes, but if you do it in the final two minutes, then then it's you know not right. You know, but you're right. You know, maybe the official told him, okay, you know what, uh, be careful now uh, because we're not going to allow this anymore. Yeah, that might happen, but Jordan and Phoenix. Jordan, welcome to uh, Ops of Picks. Hey, Scott. How's it going today? Hey, good, Jordan. How are you? How'd you do this weekend? Doing well, thanks. 
Doing, I actually did pretty well this weekend. Uh, I would say yesterday I had uh, KC on the uh, four. I took a three-team parlay on February 1st. I did the Lakers money line versus New York and Miami money line versus the Cavs. Uh, and rolled it over with KC yesterday. So a nice $50 for about five sixty-eight. dollars uh, nice. And then we had nice. a Kelsey touchdown with Gainwell uh, over receiving yards for a nice another 300 bucks over there. So we had a pretty good weekend, Scott. Uh, what I'm cool. getting at is uh, the Patrick Mahomes on uh, the second half. Everyone's saying the uh, Philly, the, the last call, everyone's talking about that holding. But – uh, the Chiefs scored 24 points in the second half. The Eagles' defense was was really struggling to stop them. I just want to get your take. I mean, I know the the last play, everyone's saying the holding call, but in my eyes, Scott, I seen two holds on the play. What 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 do you feel on that? Um, I I don't think the play should, the penalty should have been called, Jordan. Uh, I just I don't just allow. You know, he grabbed him. It was in the first five yards of the line of scrimmage anyway. You know, the ball wasn't even in the air, so I don't call that play. No call. I, I totally I understand that. I, and then uh, if they would have kicked the field goal there, though, you think Hurts and them, uh, Philly would have had a chance to go down the field. You think we would have had overtime if, if that call wouldn't have been called? Yeah, I, I tell you what, you know, that's what people don't realize. You know, Philadelphia still would have had to come down and score. But seeing that Philly offense, good call, Jordan. Yeah, I don't have any doubt they would have gotten at least a field goal, to tell you the truth, if not the touchdown. Back after this to wrap up shop. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let's wrap up shop with a couple things here. First up, uh, NFL. Uh, Kansas City, no surprise, right? Odds on favorite next year, uh, 6-1. to one. Not a bad return, 6-1. to one. You know, their biggest competition like this year is going to come from the AFC, right? I mean, who in the NFC uh, is really going to be any better next year than they are this year? A lot could happen, but on surface, it's Kansas City's, uh, you know, uh, the AFC's uh, championship. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, is he going to return to Green Bay? Uh, The world hasn't figured that out yet. Derek Carr telling the Raiders, apparently, that he will not accept a trade to any team. So they're either going to have to cut him or keep him on the club. Uh, they got a guarantee uh, contract situation March or uh, April. Uh, check that February fifteenth. Uh, so in a couple of days, his his uh, contract gets guaranteed for next year and part of it for the following year. But as I told you, that that really shouldn't be an obstacle. But that's just entering that, that he's not willing to play ball with uh, the Raiders. Uh, very interesting NHL system. Remember that one where you play on a team that's playing a uh, club that's playing for the first time since the All Star break, and yet your team is playing for the second or third time. Uh, we had five games on uh, Saturday. Total the system up uh, five and five overall. Three and we had seven games on Saturday. Um, it went three and four on Saturday, two and one. So you went five and five overall. And you had a couple of monster favorites not winning Winnipeg against Chicago and St. Louis. Uh, or Chicago against Winnipeg, rather, but St. Louis uh, in, in Arizona. So you, you 
And if you have, if you broke even with that system, then you're lucky. But chances are very good you actually lost with that. So, so much for that. Uh, pyramid plays, best NBA play, Indiana against uh, at home, uh, getting one. Over 33.5 points, props, Damian Lillard has been on fire. 10-6, and six, getting 34 points his last 16 games. Buffalo, plus 135 against the Kings. Tage Thompson, 3.5 in that same game, shots on goal. College Hoops, Baylor uh, laying six and a half against uh, West Virginia. And Baylor is going to be our open parlay, leg number two. I'll post it all on the hockey page of the website, opspicks.com. Talk to you later tonight.